You're listening to 66.6 FM Radio TOVH The Flush Well hey there everybody, it's me Joe Thrash and Kill You're listening to another thrilling episode of The Toilet of Hell Radio Show Joined today by the good and golden boy, the internet sweetheart You know him, you love him He's 365 days of horror to most, but to us, he's Jordan Jordan, how are you? I am good, I am fresh as a daisy, and I am not hungover. How are you? Yeah, same, bro. <laughs> um, I uh, I went out with uh, my uh, fellow ER nurses after a long uh, three days of shifts in a row, and uh, we, we done it up big style, and now I'm fucking suffering. But it's okay, we're going to do a good show anyway. So when you, you go out drinking with fellow nurses, is it... Like drinking with your buddies, or is it kind of like a quiet, like we're all laughing and then reality comes back and remembering what we had to deal with today and just kind of like stare at your drink and slosh it around a bit before someone else talks? I can't speak for other places, but for us, I I think, uh, you know, for the most part, you got to have a sense of humor about the horrible reality you live in. Otherwise, you're not going to have a good time at all. So, like, um, you know, we had a good laugh that I got to. Human shit smeared all over my arms today uh, because we had a very drunk man come in who fell and shit himself, and in the process of falling and shitting himself, gave himself a brain bleed. <laughs> oh, so you saw Mitch McConnell, did you? <laughs> uh, I don't think Mitch is a drunk. Otherwise, yes, that, that would be Or a Mexican, for that matter. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, I, I had to clean up the, just so much liquid diarrhea off of this uh, this man that uh, fell down while piss-ass drunk. And uh, you, got, you, gotta, you gotta laugh. You gotta laugh at these things. Otherwise, it'll uh, eat you up, you know? So, drinking beers, talking about getting shit on and puked on and pissed on and bled on and all of those things. Overall, pretty good time. Uh, anyway, but this show is not about bodily functions. This is the toilet of hell, after all. <laughs> For the first time ever, we're on brand. I know. I, we got to get off brand immediately. Uh, it's been two weeks since you and I have recorded. Anything go on in your life in that time? Not especially. It's just been uncomfortably hot. Like Even in the Northeast, it's been unbearably humid, and I mean, we're hitting high 80s, 90s. Well, I know like other places are hitting... 110 or just being unlivable uh, while bands still try to play shows there. So, like, I can't complain, but I will. I really do think that, and, you know, uh, long-time listeners of the show know that I've had a pretty severe uh, depression slash anxiety with uh, our very warm future for years now. Uh, I think that... uh, Things are going to change pretty significantly with how things are done. Now, we won't do anything to address the root causes of this, but we're going to shift shift our deck chairs around for a little bit. Uh, for example, the summer touring season, I think, will be a thing of the past. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Disturbed is on tour. Ola uh, Davy Draby, he's, he's doing the thing right now. Uh, and last week, they were supposed to play a show in Phoenix, Arizona, had to get canceled uh, due to the 120 degree heat there. None of the band's equipment would function, so they had to cancel. I would be more concerned about you know all of your fans out there in the baking fucking sun in that heat uh, than yeah, I would. Yeah, you know. I was gonna say like it's not 
concern for people's health. It's oh, just no. like, oh, my guitar won't go burr, burr. Yeah, uh, sorry guys, no, ha na 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 today. Um, we're not worried about your health, we're worried about our gear. <laughs> you gotta get real whiny when you talk about their gear. Their my gear! gear. My wah pedal. It won't do the wah! Um, so yeah, they, they had to cancel that show. It will be postponed, uh, you know, I, I know how weather works uh, in these uh, warmer climes, so... You know, you didn't get to see them in July. You might get a chance and say November. That will be when it calms down there. Um, it's there's been uh, I think I saw the statistic a six thousand percent population boom in Arizona uh, since the invention of air conditioning uh, because it is a cheap place to live. Uh, and you know, if you're just chilling out in your car or your home and it's nice and cool there, like who fucking cares if it's hot outside, right? Uh, that is reaching its breaking point roughly around now, I would say. Uh, I, I know that we've got, uh, listeners that are in, uh, the Arizona region. I've seen people post to the discord, their weather app, uh, which shows like lows of 98 in the middle of the night. And I just got to say, man, that's not. That's not a sustainable thing to try to exist in anymore. Um, furthermore, like moving our, our summer tours around where, you know, you, you can't realistically play shows in this extreme heat. Um, we're going to have to change like how travel goes too. Uh, and when it's baking fucking hot, it's, uh, makes it harder for planes to actually, uh, use fuel. Uh, so you, in like the Middle East, uh, it's common for flights to leave in the middle of the night, uh, when it's its coolest so that you can actually preserve fuel on takeoff. I think that you're going to see something similar coming to parts of the United States very soon as, as well. Or I don't know. What do you think? Are we just going to try to grin and bear through the rest of it? I think what we're going to do is get giant ice cubes and drop them in the ocean. Uh, I remember watching uh, that episode of Futurama as a kid and thinking, no, that makes sense. That's a good idea, <laughs> because I was a child and very stupid. <laughs> you and Donald Trump. Um, <laughs> as far as touring goes, it's, uh, at least in terms of like rock and metal, it's always felt like a lot of bands go over to Europe to do the festival circuit, and then like European bands tend to come over to the U.S. during the winter time, and... Uh, I think they do need to reassess how things are done because aren't they still having trouble with like fuel costs and paying for things and uh, European venues taking all of the merch money? Absolutely. So maybe a, a shift is needed in a bunch of different reasons for doing these sorts of things. <laughs> I actually saw like Crowbar just announced they're touring and like I've, I've seen them once. I don't really care that they're not coming around here. It's the funniest touring thing for around my area because it's like, we're playing Boston, we're playing New Hampshire, we're playing Brooklyn, we're playing Connecticut. And if you look at a map, there's a state in the middle of all of that. It's where <laughs> I live. It's called Rhode Island. It's like they're doing everything to just like not play here. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, it's your fault for living in the little estate. You got to move to a slightly bigger one. Uh, there is a U.S. city in this state. It's just, <laughs> I don't know. I think bands just assume, like, oh, we're playing Boston, surely people will come. Oh, we're playing Brooklyn, surely people will come. It's like, no, people aren't going to drive that far unless they really want to see you. I love that, at the very least, we have, like, a sounding board for you here as a representative of the tiniest state. Like, we exist, 
play shows here. <laughs> there are venues. It's like, as far as the only metal shows coming around, like right now, it's mostly lesser known bands, like lots of metalcore, some deathcore, and like aged thrash bands. And like, mm. that's it. It's kind of a bummer, man. Uh, it's like, cool, I could see Flotsam and Jetsam play a matinee show if I really wanted to, but I don't. Uh, who is even in that band now? Uh, Ken Mary, who did the show for us a hey. while back. All right, that means you got to go. <laughs> yeah, got to go. Got to buy some merch. Got to tell them, hey, good set. The whole deal. The whole nine yards on that. It's been a thing, you know, here in Texas forever where, you know, you got festivals uh, and shows outdoors in July and August, and it is, you know, miserable. People get uh, heat exhaustion all the time, and with temperatures just climbing higher and higher, uh, I don't know that it's a responsible idea to continue doing that. Uh, but uh, given what I know about how much bands respect their fans and venues respect the safety of their uh, attendees, I, I guess we'll maybe continue with it. Yeah, it's no one's going to change. We went through, what, two years of chaos, pandemic, and nothing changed after that. So what's a few people passing out at shows and gear melting? No big deal. Just keep it going. As long as the money is coming in, no one cares. Honestly, the gear might be the breaking point. <laughs> if, if more bands fry their gear, maybe a change has to come. Doesn't no, matter. Gibson or whoever, Crank, Orange, will just make stronger gear, protective gear, and that'll be a selling point. Stays cool up to 150 degrees, and it's just something else to sell. I like that idea, though, like showing all of your fans melting like, you know, the guys in street trash while, like, staying cool with your new gear on stage. Like, Keep the licks hot and your gear cool. Yeah, no, that's that's probably what's going to happen. Boy, that's depressing. Uh, well, that's okay, though. I don't want, I don't mean to start the show off on a sour note, because I can promise you how, we have much funnier things to talk about than... Uh, Doom, I guess. <laughs> uh, what else do you got? Well, we do have sad news. Um, mm -hmm. It's a dark, dark day for heavy metal. Um, it's a dark day for the Toilet of Hell website, this podcast, longtime listeners. I have the unfortunate news to tell you that Psycho Sinner is no more. God fucking damn it. <sighs> Why? It's just God gives you something so beautiful, so pure, just to take it away. It's tragic. We have been on the Jeremy Spencer beat for years. Years. We have followed up with him when nobody else would. Uh, we've celebrated his uh, highs and his lows, his entire discography, really. And this is where it gets us. It's a fucking shame, man. What what happened? Do you have did, did you see any like announcement or anything like that? There is a softball ass interview on Blabbermouth by David E. Gelke. Uh, this is, I mean, it's quite the tongue bathing of an article, but uh, I'll just read a little bit of it. Jeremy Spencer's first post five finger death punch foray, psychosexual, admittedly went over everyone's heads. That's, See, it's our fault. That's true. It was too high of a concept for me to follow. I just handled this high art of dressing up like a cartoon devil on a red-hot cinnamon candy box. The deal is that he's horny. <laughs> With such deep, poetic usage of words as what, 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 I'm going to put it in your butt. Mm -hmm. 
The band's softcore porn and goth rock stylings were a hard sell for the FFDP crowd, accustomed to more streamlined and digestible music. That's true, these fucking plebeians. Yeah, the the music did give me some dyspepsia. <laughs> a torrent of online criticism ensued. That That's probably us. Yeah, that, that would be us, yeah. If you Google, I think, psychosexual or psychocenter were one of the first things to pop up. As well we should be. We've been on this shit, man. <laughs> a torrent of online criticism ensued, leading the drummer-turned-vocalist Spencer to delete psychosexual's music from streaming platforms. He renamed the band Psycho Center in 2021, but the no, damage no, 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 was no, already done. In 2021, but the damage was already done, and the project is now considered dormant. Spencer now focuses on Semi-Rotted, his new death metal-inspired outfit, which released the de- released the Deader Than Dead EP in 2022. The EP included a guest spot from Lorna Shore's Will Ramos, and more recently, the band issued the Bloodbath single including an appearance from Cannibal Corpse's George Corpse Grinder Fisher. Have you heard any of his new death metal? Yeah, I, I listened to the first little release they put out, and I was like, wow, that's not death metal. <laughs> that's not even close. Yeah, it's dude likes his effects on his vocals, and uh, at so, least for the one song I heard, it was very obviously a drum machine, yep. just hitting double bass pedal. And now he has Tim Young, who apparently will do anything with anyone, putting Gene Hoagland to shame. Gene Hoagland has standards, at least, and Tim Young doesn't because he's also the drummer for... Um... Fuck, what's his name? What's it, uh, You gotta get me... Gotta... Uh, um... David Vincent? No, 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 sorry. <laughs> I think he is the drummer for David Vincent as well, by the way. <laughs> Tommy Vex. Oh, shit, man. He's like uh, Gene Hoagland's Wario. <laughs> <laughs> he just has a the upside-down mustache and wears yellow and purple. <laughs> so Blabbermouth asked him, Five Finger Death Punch had a lot of success. You are now starting from scratch with Semi-Rotted. What's the experience been like building the band from the ground up? And he responds, Even before Semi-Rotted, I did Psychosexual, which changed to psycho it was quite an experience. I wanted to do something really different from Death Punch. I wanted to do something visually stimulating and fun. It was supposed to be lighthearted and fun, but before we figured out our core sound, we released some cheesy and boneheaded songs early. Now, I want to stop there because all of his songs were boneheaded and cheesy. Yeah, I, I know because I listened to all nine of them. That's great. All I nine like, albums. I, I like that he's like, yeah, no, that early stuff, that wasn't really representative. We got so much more intelligent after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think we recovered. People said, this sucks. Yes. I said, hold on. It's going to be different. We went on to release 11 albums and nine in one day. We worked our asses off. People fucking hated it. I was an easy target. And Blabbermouth asked, at least you tried, right? That's all you can do. And he responded, I got to experience a lot of different styles of music. I did a song with Dave Windorf from Monster Magnet. Did he? I've never heard that song. Yeah, we got to find that. Do better, Dave. To me, that was awesome. And we had seven number one songs on the secondary radio market at Rock Radio. What the fuck is a secondary radio market? Like Cedar Rapids, Iowa? Uh, I guess. Who the fuck, like, now nah, I'm calling bullshit on this. Like, who the fuck was playing this? Who? Tell us names. Like, even Jose Mangan wasn't playing it? Yeah, no. If you couldn't get Jose, your shit's dead. 
It was a band that did some cool things on the radio, but could never break through into the public. They didn't care. What? Now Semi Rad is the only thing I'm focusing on. What the fuck? This is nonsense. Absolute nonsense. In what world did any of this happen? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm calling horseshit on all of this. We went through all of that for years, changing the band name, deleting music, re-putting out music, releasing nine albums in one day. And again, I listened to every song on every album. It all sounded the same. He had about three or four different go-tos, but it, it was what it was. And it's okay to like look back now and say, that was bad, we're never doing it again. But he's trying to put a positive spin on it, and there was no positive spin. I think the time to look back on it and say that was bad was probably right before releasing nine albums of generic horseshit. Uh, but that's that's my, my you know, uh, again, uneducated opinion on all of this. Uh, no... In what in what world, I guess, was that going to be a successful strategy? Because I just, I don't see it with any of it. I think if, like, you wanted to pursue that sort of music, uh, whatever, Industrial Light, Baby's first, goth, first goth rock band, you could have done it without, like, any of the gimmicks. Um, and, like, using whatever celebrity pull you may still have had from Five Finger Death Punch. You could have gotten an opening slot in like a Cold Waves festival and just not eaten total shit. But it was full on gimmick, full on basic music put out for the world to say with like former drummer of Five Finger Death Punch right in the headlines of everything. So it was kind of doomed from the start. It seems that way. Um, that's that's a shame, though. Uh, we have to stay on top of Simi Rotted, though. For folks that have not listened, I will uh, again reiterate his death metal project does not sound like death metal even a little bit. It is very baby-ish music, and we need to stay on top of that because I think it can result in very funny things. Uh, I'm glad to see that uh, Jeremy Spencer, a vocal effect aficionado, is teaming up with vocal effect aficionado Will Ramos on this one. <laughs> it's at least smart of him to try to latch on to other more well-respected and well-liked people in death metal to try to at least gain some cred. Mm-hmm. I no, I agree with you, um, but you know uh, it's it's bad, and uh, these people are not doing themselves any favors by attaching their names to this project. Yeah, it won't make a difference, but at least that's a smarter tact of going about things instead of going, "I'm a horny devil." Let's talk about having sex in a, a urinal outside of uh, our festival. Really. Really disgusting stuff. For anybody that thinks we're being too mean to poor Jeremy Spencer, please go back and listen to our episode in which we read his autobiography, in which he is, I think, maybe the most abhorrent human we've ever talked about on the show. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It could be tough. We've talked about like uh, like a lot of really awful people. Like uh, I guess the guy from Absurd might be worse, but still. <laughs> he's up there just on a personal level. Yeah, he's, he's really, really quite gross. Uh, I have more uh, Five Finger Death Punch news for you. I know that we have like a lot of listeners that love that band, so we need to stay on top of this beat. Uh, former Five Finger Death Punch guitarist Jason Hook launches a new band. So this is a new thing to keep uh, keep track of. Um, it's called Fatback. No, sorry, Flat Black. Flat Black is the name. Fatback would have been better. I thought it was about... Cooking using bacon. It, yeah, it was like a southern rock band. <laughs> Let's start a band called Fatback. 
I mean, we got to have like a gigantic person as a vocalist. Oh. Just like real girthy vocals. Uh, is Texas Hippie Coalition still doing anything? Maybe. Uh, we got to get that guy. That's that's perfect for my project. Um, anyway, uh, Jason Hook, do you remember who the fuck that guy is? Was he the guy who would like paint his face and wear like a skeleton shirt? <sighs> Maybe. I don't know, man. I know that he wasn't like the guy with the uh, dreadlock beard. It was another guy. Uh, I don't know. They're all the same to me, man. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, guitarist Jason Hook is storming out the gates with his new band, Flat Black. The former Five Finger Death Punch guitarist has recruited a trio of young and talented Turks. And the band what? is. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, young and talented Turks, you know. Like. like- Young Turks, like from Turkmenistan. I think it's like uh, you know, Young Turks, like the Robert St- the Rod Stewart song, like Young Hearts Beat Free Tonight. I guess that's what the writer is referencing. Also, this is probably written by AI for all I fucking know. Yeah. Uh, the band is signed with Fearless Records for its debut album, the details of which are to be announced. The LP was recorded at Jason's home studio in Las Vegas and produced by Jason Hook. To promote the effort, Flat Black will support Godsmack on tour this fall. Uh, Jason Hook here says, I feel like Flat Black is a secret I've been keeping all for three years. It's time to finally unleash this band on the world, and I'm grateful to Sully Erna for giving us the chance to get on the road and play for such an amazing group of fans. Um... So he, he elaborates a little bit more here. Uh, right before the COVID uh, pandemic, he decided to leave the band uh, to go out solo, which I think was maybe uh, the worst possible thing he could have done at that exact moment. Hey, we've, we've talked about it. Like Five Finger Death Punch is a moneymaker. Yeah. It's pretty easy like work. Yep. And there are people who are going to see you and you're going to make money. But it must be so awful being in that band oh absolutely that two, that two of i don't know if they're original original but like members that have been around a long time left I don't they know. want no part of it anymore i think zoltan might be the only one that's still remaining and we'll get to him in a moment uh because there's been a shit ton of turnover for this again money making unit uh he must smell like fucking nachos or something it's awful um <clears throat> says that uh, Jason Hook wanted to assume creative control and let his musical free spirit soar in a project that was truly his. He opted to gamble on himself. With great risk comes great reward, and the decision to put out Flat Black has clearly worked in his favor. Quote, As a musician, I crave freedom, and I wasn't ready to stop creating. Life is short. We all want to feel satisfied and happy with, with what we're trying to accomplish in life. Um, says here, Flat Black is armed with an arsenal of riffs that'll rattle your teeth loose from your gums. Stadium-sized hooks, arena-ready anthems, and choruses that are guaranteed to touch a nerve. All of these factors combined make Flat Black poise for success. Jordan, would you like to know what this sounds like? My, my shoulders are slumping the more you read that just generic cliche ad copy. Just, oh, yeah, yeah, riffs, yeah, sure, okay, yeah, yeah Arsenal, yeah, okay. Well, after all of that, uh, what he has managed to, you know, build from nothing is uh, a less catchy five-finger death punch. Sure. So what else are you going to do, right? Go with what you know. Yeah. 
why do this? I, I don't know. I assume it's because you fucking hate Zoltan Bathory. That would, that would be why I would do this, I guess. You hate this, or you hate working with him, but you have nothing else to do. You have no skills. You have no work experience. So you might as well just keep doing what you're doing with something less famous on a smaller label opening for a band that more people know. You're 49 years old. You've got a mortgage, two kids, and three ex-wives. Uh, time to start fat back. <laughs> I do like how this shows you don't need uh, to like work hard or to be extremely skilled to just fall into a record contract and an opening slot for a, at least a previously major band that has a guaranteed audience that will probably like what you're doing. Probably. Um, I mean, we all, we all have to find our niche, I guess. I just had the thought they should open the show with dun, 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 flat back. <laughs> I love it. Uh, do you want to close out this rock block of Five Finger Death Punch news? I think we're almost at uh, our limit of Five Finger Death Punch news, so we swear this is going to be the last thing we're talking about. But I saw that Zoltan Bathory is going to be a character in the next Call of Duty season. I guess it's not a new game, it's just we're putting in an extra thing for you to spend $50 on to download. So you can now have a character that looks like the guy from Five Finger Death Punch and you could, you know, suicide yourself as much as you want in the game. It's so cool that, like, these microtransactions are turning, like, uh, stunted young men into straight-up Nazis. <laughs> and, like, Zoltan is right there to lead the charge with them. <laughs> and he will, his character will be named Oz, which is so backwards. God damn it. God, it's Nilbog. <laughs> Just call him Nilbog. <laughs> so, yeah, he's going to be a character in this game where you pretend to be a soldier, which is very kind of his, kind of his shit. <laughs> That's exactly what he has been doing for the past 15 to 20 years, pretending to be a soldier. I mean, like so he, he was in the uh, Vitezi Red Battalion as a youth in like Hungary, Hungary or whatever. Like <laughs> There's probably a picture of him wearing some sort of Hungarian military outfit with some very questionable patches. Oh, on no, it. it's it's him and Sebastian Gorka's giant head like posed right next to each other with like a huge iron eagle in the background. <laughs> Sebastian Gorka's potato head and his stupid vest. <laughs> um, I I don't I need I need to Google this now. I am positive that Sebastian Gorka and Zoltan Bathory have met and or maybe friends. Uh, we'll, let's, we'll leave that to the, uh, research, uh, assistant after this show is done. Um, uh, but sorry, he, sorry, Zo Zoltan or Oz is going to play pretend video game soldier man in the new add-on microtransaction pack from EA Sports, uh, Call of Duty, uh, firebombing Fallujah part seven. Is that what's happening? Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, there's... Nothing about loot boxes in here, but maybe they'll have one that has um, Ivan Moody's new gas station name. Oh, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Um, you know, maybe if you if you spend enough money, you unlock enough experience points by like enhanced interrogation tactics in the game. Uh, you get to uh, download a Jeremy Spencer. I'd love that. I want to play as Jeremy. <laughs> uh, what's a uh, when, when is this going to be released? When can I play this as soon as possible? 
whenever the next season is released. I don't know. I assume it's soon. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I like video games and all, but I don't really fuck with any of this shit. I don't. I don't care about the military shooter games, and I certainly don't want to play a game that requires anything called a season. Do you? No, and it's uh, when you hear about sports video games, people complain about it. It's like, well, it's just a new roster, but then they'll buy into this stuff, even though it's just a shooty, shooty, bang, bang game. Yeah, I mean, the new, uh, I guess the new one might include an F-35. If you spend $75, you can download that pack and it just kills your character immediately. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Uh, you, you Call of Duty uh, gamers in there, let us know. Are you excited to play as, are you playing as Zoltan? Or are you playing like, uh, is he an NPC that's like, good job uh, shooting up that school bus, soldier? What's, what's his deal? Shoot him in the back! <laughs> Um, I, I know that I, I've made this, um, <clears throat> accusation on the show before that Zoltan Bathory is actually like a CIA asset. And, uh, I want to reiterate, yes, this is still happening. <laughs> Nothing has been disproven. Hey, prove me wrong. That's all I'm saying. Um, I don't know. Maybe we gotta, we gotta get the next generation of consoles to, uh, to play this for ourselves and, uh, you know, talk about it on the show. What do you think? Yeah, sure. I'll get an Xbox uh, 870 or whatever else yeah. is out there now. PlayStation 6. Why not? We'll literally spend $1,000 to play this shit for 15 minutes and get bored. <laughs> uh, look for that on a future episode. Give us some money on the Patreon so we can make that happen. Um, moving on a little bit. Let's talk about something that's not Five Finger Death Munch. Is that okay? Yeah, we could do that. All right. What do you? Is there anything that's burning up your tongue right now that you want to get on? You know, we haven't done a little magazine reading in a couple of weeks. Yeah? What do, you, what do you got here? Just waiting for my computer to load. Here we go. Here is something from the Disposable Underground Zine. It is a review of Goo Goo Dolls Hold Me Up on Metal Blade Records. Um, let, me, let me see if I've actually heard this one. Goo Goo... Uh, Goo Goo Dolls Hold Me Up. So, I am not familiar with this uh, with this album. Are you? It's not Dizzy Up the Girl, so I don't know. Yeah, it's a, the that one or the one right after it, or the one right before that. Actually, uh, I don't know. the The band used to do interesting things. They they have not done that in a very very long time. So this is a very very brief review by Nick of Disposable Underground Zine. Too happy for my taste. The music, lyrics, band name and album cover are all happy. It's really depressing. <laughs> I'll give it a three. Um, boy, what's this fucking pen by Daria? What's what's the deal here? I think with this zine, it was just like random people would send in their reviews, and I don't know, there you go. That's what he thought about Goo Goo Dolls. It's really depressing. All right. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, this is... a. Uh, one day we ought to do a dedicated show on the Goo Goo Dolls because uh, I think that they were the first band to straight up rip off the replacement wor- the replacements like word for word, and then eventually become like your mom's favorite band. Uh, really, really fascinating, uh, fascinating journey, and also you know uh, making Metal Blade an infinity amount of dollars, allowing Brian Slagle to go to Las Vegas Golden Knights games for the rest of his life. Yeah, the only reason that you can enjoy Metal Blade Vodka is because of the Goo Goo Dolls. 
Um, good stuff. Uh, what, what was the name of that zine again? Uh, I, I already got rid of Fuck it. Fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, what, what else you got for us, Jordan? Disposable Underground. There okay, you go. the Disposable Underground. Shout out to them in 1990. Yeah, um, I mean, we got... Do we want to talk about this now? Because there's broader, bigger news to talk about, unless you had like little happier stories before we get into it. All right, I've got I've got a happy one for you. Uh, here's something that uh, we've been talking about, I've been saying would be inevitable for a very long time. Uh, would you believe it if I held my arms wide open? Into the sunlight? Uh, welcome to... This podcast, I'll show you everything. Uh, Creed is fucking back. Who called it? We called it. How long have we called it for? That doesn't matter. It's been a while. <laughs> uh, we knew this was going to be a thing. And uh, the news came out, I guess it was maybe a week or so ago, uh, that the band is reforming uh, for the, I guess... Uh, most fitting possible reunion on a fucking boat. <laughs> Just floating out in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by diarrhea. You uh, can take these boys out of Florida, but you can't take the Florida out of these boys. So uh, they are going to be headlining something called the Summer of 99 Cruise. Uh, that's going to be happening spring of next year. Are we going? That's my question. I don't want to go on a cruise for any reason. Uh, I'm with you, except I've, I'm going to make the exception for this. I, uh, I I want to relive the summer of 99. Uh, all of the uh, horrible hormones coursing through my body, the strange hair, uh, never-ending rejection and depression. I think the summer of 99 is a great thing to relive. To check in, you log into a PC that's running AOL 4.5? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, it's not just Creed, of course. Uh, the summer of 99 uh, is going to include uh, Three Doors Down and maybe their biggest get since playing the Trump inauguration. Yeah, that's the, you don't need Three Doors Down for this. That's very unnecessary. This is, uh, yeah, this is a handout to those guys. Yeah, it's not like, you know, Creed wants to shore up that people are there. Like, who gives a shit about Three Doors Down? Um, are, are proud military veterans, Jordan. <laughs> I don't think they do either. <laughs> uh, that's not all. We've got Buck Cherry there as well. We, um, we're going to be doing this on a future show, but Buck Cherry this week released a cover of the Summer of 69, fitting with the Summer of 99 horseshit uh, by Brian Adams, and I fucking laughed as soon as the vocals came in. On the, let's just play a bit here. I got my first real God, what the fuck is wrong with that guy's voice? <laughs> he just has his one nasally voice. Um, but, you know, uh, we, we love Buck Sherry. Uh, you know, we love uh, dancing to crazy bitch uh, at our family weddings and such. That's that's our favorite thing to do. Uh, but that's not all those. There's also Tonic. Do you remember the Tonic's one hit? I don't think I do. Uh, I actually had their album. Um and I am kind of mad at myself because I eventually sold it when I was in my eh, I only like metal phase. But there were a couple of nice songs on it. I think the biggest hit was um, "Open Up Your Eyes." Fuck, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know that song. 
You're going to make me sing it? Yes, uh, if you Open up your eyes. Don't let your mind tell the story here. I, they also had... Sorry? I don't think I know that one, man. They also had If You Could Only See. If you, you might, could only yeah. see all the way she loves me. Yeah, I know that one. Maybe you would understand why yeah, that I one. feel this way. Okay, yeah, yeah, we don't have to keep doing that. Okay, now I know who Tonic is. Um, they're also joined by Vertical Horizon, who wrote the proto-incel anthem, uh, Everything yeah. You Want. <laughs> everything you want means everything you God, need. that is the most bitch-made song ever written. And I'm a loser. <laughs> Uh, there's also Fuel, uh, which I think we could spend a good 15 minutes going, In my hands! To away. <laughs> but I don't know if Brit Scallion's still with them or not anymore. Uh, no Brit Scallion, no deal. Uh, there's also Tantric, uh, which for some reason is included with every one of these things. Uh, Tantric, Tantric has never all been offered a tour that they've said no to. Exactly. Uh, Dishwalla, if you like uh, counting blue cars or anal cunt songs that are incredibly mean about Dishwalla fans. Uh, Louis uh, Luis Post of Veruca Salt and Nine Days. Who the fuck was Nine Days? This is the story of a girl. Oh man, if you're th- talking about like one hit wonders from the '90s, that's the most one hit wonder that ever was. I actually saw them. Really? I had um, well, I saw part of them. I had friends in a local band open up for them and I, I really love this band so i went to go see them and uh it was like the only show i've been to it was in like a grimy rock club where i've like seen metal shows and all that where like people were just very nicely there's lots of like button down shirts oh. and skirts and they're just all nice to see nine days and look i watched at, like look at you clean shirt <laughs> And I sat through like maybe two or three songs and I'm like, I, I can't stay here. And I ran into the local band I wanted to see. I'm like, these guys suck. And they all cracked up laughing because they felt the same way. I mean, like if you're going to see Nine Days, like what do you what do you do? You just play a story of a girl like seven, eight times. Like what what else could you possibly do there? You you play all the hits that your diehard fans know and love. I guess so. Uh, and also the Verve pipe is on this. Uh, was that the one that did uh, this? It was they got sued by the Rolling Stones, or was it the one that did the like insanely depressing song about the girl killing herself? Uh, they were the Rolling Stones band that had the strings, Bittersweet Symphony. Okay, okay. I could never remember which one was the Verve and which one was the Verve pipe. Right. Uh, so you know that that all sounds pretty good and all, uh, and great news. Uh, that, you know, it's going to be emceed uh, by one of the finest in the game. Eddie Trunk is going to be hosting this whole thing, uh, which, of course, is very fitting, I would say. I think we need to go. I think we have to go, actually. And with Eddie Trunk on this, this is your chance for him to accidentally get lost at sea? I think that I can actually uh, give him a heart attack by talking about uh, the Super Bowl <laughs> halftime shows. <laughs> <laughs> Just get him more and more worked up as you're plying him with drinks. <laughs> Basically showing up like Agent 47 on this boat, like getting this guy to die by saying, you know, I really enjoyed Rihanna's performance last year. <laughs> Man, Metallica doesn't need to play the halftime show. That's old guy stuff. <laughs> Just the vein getting bigger and bigger in his forehead. Actual steam shooting out of his ears. 
And we also have here's a connection back to the shows we did last year with the no cover uh, episodes because Matt Pinfield and Katie Babs are going to be there. Hey, big, big time. And uh, all the stars are here. We have to go. I don't want to be left out of this party, man. Um, I I think if this was like this show happened by me and it wasn't prohibitively expensive, I'd consider going just to see some of the smaller name bands. Like I would like to see Fuel once. I would enjoy Tonic. That's probably about it. But I'd sit through like Dishwalla. <laughs> I would like this to be a success so that it can come to an area near me, preferably Jerry World, so that we can hopefully have the Sky Dancers, uh, you know, moving from the rafters uh, as as one of my favorite childhood memories of watching the Cowboys play on Thanksgiving Day. I mean, there's a good chance that Creed plays a halftime show in Dallas this year. Lord fucking willing, make this happen. I mean, they got to warm up somehow to get ready for this big cruise. What better place to do it than uh, the monument to capitalism that is Jerry World? Ah, I love uh, being a fan of a thing that actually hates me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we got to do that. But uh, that's not all of the Creed news that I have for you. I have additional Creed news. Man, we're, we're just killing it today with disturbed news, multiple Five Finger Death Punch news stories, and now multiple Creed stories. This is your number one source for heavy metal news. <laughs> like, in my personal time, I listen to, like, unlistenable death metal and black metal for this show. We just talk about these fucking cheese dicks every fucking week. I don't know why. It's more fun than just going like, oh, yeah, Cruelty put out a new song. It, it slams. Yeah, like old Nick put out six records this week, and I like them all. <laughs> uh, here, here we go. Mark Tremonti announces his first ever holiday album. <laughs> the world was waiting. The world was waiting. I Because I don't follow Mark Tremonti's career, like, why would I do that? This, uh, this whole uh, paragraph is fucking shocking to me, so let's go through it. Um, with just five months until Christmas Day and the holiday season fast approaching, Grammy award-winning musician, producer, and author, as well as founding member of hard rock bands Alter Bridge, Creed, and Tremonti, Mark Tremonti has announced his first ever holiday album, Christmas Classics, New and Old. It's Mark's interpretation of nine holiday classics and one original penned song from the claimed songwriter himself. After the success of his interpretation of songs from Frank Sinatra, made famous on his album, Mark Tremonti Sings Frank Sinatra. Ugh. What the fuck? <laughs> Have you heard of this in your life? No. I also don't frequent Starbucks, so I guess I wouldn't. Who the fuck is buying Mark Tremonti Sings Frank Sinatra? What the fuck is wrong with you? Alter Bridge fans and old relatives who want to give their kids something for the holidays and they know they like that rock and roll music i what i don't know that i've ever heard mark tremonti sing have you i didn't know he had a voice i, I would have assumed he was just mute and played guitar yes yeah, st stick to playing the guitar pal now if it was scott stapp sings frank sinatra you know i'm buying that <laughs> motherfucking cd though <laughs> Just warbling New York, New York. New York, New Yorker. I would love to hear that. Man. Um, anyway, so if that's something that appeals to you, uh, it's going to be released 
worldwide on October 27th. You can pre-order now at www.tramontichristmas.com. Um, so, you know, go ahead and get it now. It's going to be a hot, hot commodity uh, come this uh, December. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really looking to his uh, interpretation of Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. <laughs> I like how they pose it as it's a holiday album when it's just going to be Christmas music. Yeah, man. I mean, it's... Uh, surely he can have no, no. Every single song is Chris. It's uh, got uh, the most wonderful time of the year, uh, everyone- which has been a Claritin commercial I've been seeing for the past six months. I hate that song now. Uh, following up with, uh, I think everyone's favorite song, Jingle Bells. <laughs> sure. Okay. Uh, the Christmas song, uh, Christmas Morning. I don't know that I know that one. Uh, the first Noel, Santa Claus is coming to town, have yourself a merry little Christmas, let it snow, oh holy night, and this Christmas. So, uh, nothing there about, uh, Christmas and Hollis, so not really interested. No, um, I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. Nothing like that at all. Uh, this is old hat, no good, gonna pass. Okay, have you had enough Creed news or Five Finger Death Punch news for the week? Sure. <laughs> I, think, I think that's about all we can handle. All right. What what else do we got here? Have we had enough fun? Let's. I I, I I've had too much fun actually. Because we do have crummier news. All right. News that broke this morning before recording, and uh, when God closes the door, Ronnie Radke opens a window and just belches the stupidest things possible. Falling in Reverse's Ronnie Radke, banned from TikTok and shadow banned by Twitter following controversial trans statements. Now, think of how Twitter is right now. It is worse than it has ever been. It is a horrible cesspool run by the stupidest man alive. What do you have to do (laughs) to get shadow banned on Twitter right now? Just this week, um, this guy posted like uh, an... I don't even want to describe it because it's really fucking horrific, but incredible violence, uh, sexual violence against a very young child on Twitter. uh, And that was up for a long time. Uh, Twitter banned that account, but Elon himself uh, just deleted uh, those files and brought that account back because he thought that was such an important voice on his platform. Uh, So it's real fucking tough to get banned right now. Although I'll throw it out there. I've never heard anyone with two brain cells to rub together say that they've been shadow banned. I don't think shadow banning is a real thing, to be honest with you, man. Neither do I. I, If anything, it's just the way the crummy website works now, where it's just focused on engagement and just won't show people you follow what they've been writing, and you have to go to their stupid other tab to use it. But anyway, what he had said is, Here's a tweet from Ronnie Radke, who, again, just to remind people, pays for a blue check mark. Of course he does. Imagine getting your TikTok deleted or losing your job or alienated for saying that a trans woman can't have a period. You all have mothers and sisters and wives and girlfriends and know damn well the struggles of being born women and the pain of endometriosis, etc., and have the audacity to try and silence or censor the reality. All caps. Bullshit. The fuck is he talking about? Like, what What does any of that have to do with anything? 
I guess he said something to that effect on TikTok and was banned. That would be my guess for why this is talking about. But why is he talking about this? He's stupid. That is why. That is the reason. But beyond that, why bother saying any of this? I don't know. Because I'm sure there are young trans fans that like your band. I'm sure he doesn't want to think about that. But he continued. The same people that call me a womanizer, abuser, and bigot are the same people that support the ideology that trans can have periods and support tampon companies making trans the spokesperson. It's extremely offensive to all women to mock their biology. Stop pretending this is okay. And apparently this is uh, in reference to Dylan Mulvaney, who is holding up Tampax in a post. Who fucking cares? What the fuck? Also, like, we know you. We know everything about you. Are you suddenly a champion of women now? <laughs> he's uh, he's just a tariff. That's uh, all it is. I mean, yeah. I mean, the ideology is mostly just hateful. There's nothing to actually, like, right. held up in support because we know that you beat the shit out of, like, children. Like, little girls with mic stands and shit. Uh, we like you, this guy would definitely punch a woman. Yeah. I mean, he's he has abused women in the past. That is a fucking fact, too. Like, he is a violent fucking moron. Uh, he is hateful in every conceivable way, and he's been rewarded for being a venal little shithead his entire life. Uh, so, yeah, yeah it's, it's cool. Like, that's great that you found a new thing to climb onto with a bunch of other hateful little shitheads. Uh, I think that you should all get together and have yourself a party. Uh, you should, you know, definitely <clears throat> bring the uh, grill indoors and make hot dogs for everybody. I think this guy's just sitting on his tour bus, not playing shows, going, <laughs> my throat hurts, watching Jordan Peterson videos on his phone. Uh, that seems to be what he's doing, yes. But he doesn't stop there, because why would he? Of course not. I have officially changed my lyrics in I'm Not a Vampire from I Feel Like a Lady That Is Pregnant With a Baby. What a great to, line. Yeah, real genius. I feel like a birthing person that is pregnant with a person who's been birthed. Please like me. God, that is such a Ben Shapiro-ass line, too. Like, saying the same fucking thing over and over again. Like, yeah, do, do you get it? Do you get what I'm saying? It's like, come on, man. Make a make a fucking joke here. You we suck. both have whiny child voices on top of it. Baby bitches. We're going to get a new Falling in Reverse song next week that's going to be I Identify as a Helicopter. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And he follows it up with more. I'm not a burning person, but I feel like one sometimes. Okay, so you're making the exact same joke that's not really a joke. Uh, this is uh, just fucking verbal diarrhea. Do, do something. These are the people pushing back about common sense, all impressionable kids hiding behind cartoon avatars. If you don't think this is insanely telling about the future, I don't know what will. We have brainwashed kids into thinking that basic by biology and common sense need to be sorry show more because of course he pays for this stuff mm-hmm. we brainwash kids into thinking that basic biology and common sense need to be argued fuck off twitter sorry the confusion of american kids is the agenda to the powers that be divide and conquer a man isn't a man and a woman isn't a woman anymore nobody can tell you what a woman is they're all terrified to get publicly shamed for it I never went to school in fourth grade and worried about my sexuality. 
I was excited to go home and play with toys and ride my bike. Will this ever fix itself, or are we all doomed like 476 AD Rome? What the fuck are you talking? Like, he's certainly on, like, some obscure YouTube Nazi shit right now referencing some Roman stuff that nobody fucking gives a damn about. Someone check his followers to see if he follows any of those, like, return to history Rome statue avatar accounts. Yeah, I want to be based like the Spartans, who all got summarily slaughtered by homosexual lovers. <laughs> it's like the people who watch uh, Nazis, whose uh, favorite movie is American History X, but they never tell you the last ten minutes of the movie. <laughs> so he faced backlash, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so he got into it with people, because, again, obviously... So someone responded with, I can tell you what a woman is. A woman is anyone who identifies as such. And he responded, of course. Cool. I identify as a black man. Do I get my reparations now? I would like to remember a great quote from Vince Staples (laughs) in direct reference to Ronald Radke in which he said, and I quote, shut that bitch ass up, Ronald. (laughs) And the person responded, Ronnie, that's a completely different thing. I understand what you're trying to say, though. And he responded, it's not a completely different thing. You need to respect the fact that identify as a black man. If you want me to respect you, identify as a woman. You aren't allowed to pick and choose. And I I just want to point out, like, there's in succession, the PRP uh, helpfully posted all of these. So get them now before they get deleted. Oh, yeah. That the number of likes per his tweet, keep going lower and lower. I mean, he has his dick riders that will you know, defend him over pretty much anything, but he is really testing the limits with even those guys right now. Someone else responded, my guy, you can't just choose to identify as whatever you want. Nobody does that, and to pretend they do is dishonest. He replies, so you are saying I can't choose to identify with whatever I want, but you are allowed to? That's transphobic. So... I I think I'm seeing the next one here in which he says, I identify as a good person because of how many people I have helped quietly, financially, emotionally, and spiritually. But y'all say I'm a bad person. So all of y'all are literally transphobic bigot pieces of shit for assuming the wrong identity of me, me, and I will not tolerate it. I would love to speak to someone who has been spiritually... Uh, helped by Ronnie Radke, and I would love to just pick your brain for a good hour and a half or so. He continued. He shared his viewpoints on TikTok, which apparently got him banned. Good. He got banned from the teenagers doing silly dances site and pointing to boxes. Banned from TikTok for saying most women don't want to be called sis. Good thing this doesn't. This does not matter to me. Yeah, that's. I, I, I'm not mad. I'm laughing. Actually, it's funny to me. <laughs> Radke's statements apparently also landed him in hot water on Twitter. I'm not calling it X. It's still Twitter. With his account effectively being shadow banned, and someone tweeted about it. Did Twitter shadow ban at Ronnie Radke? Crying emoji. Okay, let me go ahead and fucking answer this for anybody right now. I uh, used to work in software, and I actually worked on a function on a platform that uh, I had helped build that was an effective shadow ban. It was incredibly shady and most likely illegal. Twitter is not shadow banning anyone. What is happening with Twitter is that the platform is breaking in real time. Uh, That's because it has been gutted 
and the person in charge is not an engineer and just pretending that they know what they're doing. Uh, it is going to fucking crash for good, probably sooner rather than later. Uh, nobody has been shadow banned, but you are seeing this shit going down. That's that's what's happening. And so this person was using the example of I try to search for you and you don't pop up. Yeah. So apparently to him, that means he's shadow banned. No. I am shadow banned. Freedom of speech is dead. America has fallen. No, it means that Twitter search is fucking broken. Uh, I can attest to that because I try to search RDM history all the time to find information that I cannot find. <laughs> Uh, DMs are breaking rapidly, too. We need to find a way to save our archives because there's gold in there, Jordan. Uh, I really want uh, Fallon Fox, the transgender MMA fighter, who is like 10 years older than him, to just, you know, Ronnie always wants to fight people. Fight her. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. Um, He says, I am shadow banned. Freedom of speech is dead. America has fallen. To which I can say, good. That sounds great to me. I love it. Any any objections with any of that? I, I think that we can maybe like call it a day with that. I, I like I like how that's all worked out. <laughs> this is what finally brought the country down. Uh, once uh, once you ban uh, Ronnie Radke from uh, saying whatever stupid bullshit crosses his mind, uh, that's the end of it all. And uh, I can't uh, can't believe it was that easy. Wow. Finally, <laughs> we can end this American experiment. First, they banned Ronnie Reddy from TikTok, and I said, lol. Then they banned him from Twitter, and I said, LMAO. <laughs> Raffle. <laughs> um, I think that's that's all well and good, and boy, I, I, I think that I, I look forward to him being further uh, silenced in the future. I think that'll be great for everybody. I uh, hope he's silenced permanently, uh, you know, violently. I think that would be cool, too. Uh, but for now, this is a good start. There you go. There's mask off. This is who this person is. We've known who he is for a long time. Just no redeeming values at all. Making extremely annoying music that is unfortunately very popular. That he can't uh, fucking I, do live either. That he can't do live. He won't put out full albums because he knows people don't want them. It is just whiny, stupid baby bullshit backed by a horrible human being. Uh, don't really have anything else to add here that isn't just a direct threat, so maybe we ought to call it. <laughs> we'll leave it like we always do with him. I will fight you. If you want to fight someone, I will fight you. Uh, it is on site if you uh, agree to that. Uh, I am a gentleman. I will not assault you while you aren't looking <laughs> because I'm not a teenage girl to Six Flags. Sorry, Ronnie. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's let's end this show. What do you think? Is that all right? Yeah, I think that's a good place to end it. Uh, if you are so inclined, we got a new episode over at the Patreon in which we are doing another episode of Fantasy Label Ball. Uh, yeah, listen to it. It'll be good. $5 gets you that plus a shit ton of other episodes and playlists that I lovingly craft for you each and every month. Uh, give us money, give us money, give us money. You could like us on Facebook, like us on Instagram, uh, follow us on Twitter for forever how long it still exists, at Joe Thrash and Kill, at 365 Days of Horror, and we're also on Blue Sky, St. Hansel's there. You could send us an email, toiletofhell at gmail.com or toiletofradio, toiletofhellradio at gmail.com. All of those things, uh, and hey, enjoy the music. We'll see you next time.
Bye. FM Radio Radio. TOVH The Flush